Hey everyone, welcome back to Top 5, brought to you by Define Talent. We are a results-driven service working with clients to connect them with quality talent as well as working to make an impact within the recruiting industry. We talk straight about today's professional world with real-world professionals, experts in recruitment, job seekers, and business owners alike. Have a question for us? Send it in and you might spur our next conversation. I'm Tara Thurber, co-founder and director of talent partnerships here at Define Talent. And joining me today is Sam Collins, CEO of EWAP, encouraging women across all borders. Hey, Sam, how are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you? I am doing well, thank you. Very excited to have you on today. And I think let's just launch right into this and and let's... um give the audience a little bit of an overview of your professional background. Okay, great. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Um, so I'm an educator at heart. Um, my master's is in higher and post-secondary education from Teachers College. Um, and I've worked at a couple of universities um, doing administrative work as well as developing curriculum, professional development for both students and for faculty. Um, and while working at one of those universities, I started actually as a volunteer for EWAB. Um, oh, wow. Brought on by one of the co-founders because my background is in higher ed. And so I know how to work with students and develop curriculum. And she asked me to step in to help more um, fix up the curriculum, basically yeah. give it structure yeah. so that we're making sure that the outcomes are, are exactly what we were looking for. And so I stayed on for a volunteer until as a volunteer until um we got to a point where we were able to hire somebody on full time and the, the board asked me to step in. And because I absolutely love what I do, I, I said yes. And so I've been doing this for the past couple of years and it's amazing. Oh my goodness. So ex explain to me what, or explain to me EWAB's origins and missions and mission, I guess. Yeah. So we were co-founded by two physicists. Um, they were very young at the time, senior undergraduate students, and they got together and honestly fed up with looking around and seeing <laughs> no other women in their classes, no women as their professors, and so few women in the field. And they wanted to make sure that students coming up behind them didn't have the same experience. Um, they basically wanted to make sure that young women had the opportunity to not only persist, in whatever field they were you know, passionate about and wanted to go into, um, but had an opportunity to thrive. And so it was a very grassroots mentorship program. They just called up their friends at a <laughs> bunch of universities and were like, hey, we're going to try and make a difference, are you in? And so that first year we started off with 27 students um, at universities around the world. Yeah. And um, when I came in, we, we were able to Put together a more structured curriculum but it mm -hmm. really just started out as okay what do we want to see in these students what do they need in order to feel confident that they are going to succeed in this field and what do they what sort of skills do they need in order to get that next professional opportunity and to, to make that next step in the in the field um, and so our goal is that young women and non-binary students have the opportunity to enter and rise in any field they choose Basically, the hope is that when they're done with our mentorship program, they are confident and capable young professionals able to take on whatever challenge they face. Oh, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> that's that's so amazing. It's so amazing to have support like that. Um, I wish when I was in school 
there was support like that or you know I I talk about back in the day when I was in school I mean I didn't even know what a mentor was I didn't even I, I didn't even know what an internship was and you know when I graduated I felt so lost so knowing that EWAB is around and and available do you work across the United States with students yeah, so we have we have a number of universities in the the U.S. Um, yeah. as well as Canada, the U.K., um, and we have alumni in Australia and a few other Euro European countries. Um, oh. That's that's what I'm saying. The first year we started, they called up our friends with so many universities, <laughs> and so we were immediately international, which is amazing. Uh, that's so amazing. Uh, so according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, from April to July of this year the youth labor force grew by 2.2 million or 10.4%. Does this affect the current state of the modern workforce? Well, I think that that statistic is, is relatively seasonal. So April to July right. tends to be when students are, are getting going off for their summer. They've just graduated or they're yeah. getting internships. Um, but I think that there is a, a trend, at least in uh, overall, of a lot of young people going into the workforce. Yeah. Um, and my hope is maybe not so much that, you know, the age affects the workforce, but the um, idea that there is value in yeah. professionals who have the ability to, to bring in new and innovative ideas um, and, you know, valuing the really just the fact that anybody can um, learn in these positions yeah. and yeah. can bring in um, things that you maybe not wouldn't have expected. Wow. Now, do you feel that current CEOs and directors might be pushed out by the younger generation? I think it's a, a, an interesting question. Um, the average age of folks in the C-suite right now is about 56. And they're typically, like, you know, CEOs are typically out by about 65. Yeah. Um, but I think that um, it's not so much the that young people are pushing out older folks. Right. I think that if there is a shift, it's a shift in, um, like I said before, that that mindset of we need to be able to adapt and learn in the profession, and um, organizations aren't going to be able to to do that to find success unless they're yeah. willing to um, change their ideas, to yeah. um, bring in new ideas from a you know a diverse set of folks. Um, I think that we're sort of seeing that with um, tech startups that a yeah. lot of the folks in, in the C-suite there tend to be younger. Um, yeah. I don't know if we've seen that in other industries yet, but I think that, you know, that could be a positive trend. Um, less, you know, the actual age part, but yeah. the ability to do new things and to accept that there are changes in the in the world. Yeah. Awesome. So let's actually talk about diversity. Um your website showcases some of the best statistics that lead to introducing your your bridge program. Um, share with us about the bridge curriculum and why a program like this is vital for young professionals. Yeah, so basically, the the statistic you're you're, you're talking about is that yeah. you know companies um, will outperform other companies when they have um, diverse talent. Um, and that unfortunately, a lot of folks in the, there are not a lot of, of women in the C-suite. Um, I think that there are, you know, 24% of C-suite positions are, are held by women. Um, and that statistic doesn't take into account women of color and there are just no significant figures for non-binary folks. Yeah. Um, and 
basically our, our curriculum hopes to change that. Um, we want our students to move through our program and by the end, feel confident in their skills and mm -hmm. really to develop those fundamental professional skills. Um, one of our philosophies is don't just believe in what you know, but believe in your ability to learn. Um, and so what we hope is that by going moving through this mentorship program where you are interacting with your peers, with mentors, both you know senior undergraduate students and professionals, you have the ability to um, figure out new ways to approach problems. Um, you have you're able to develop the skills that are necessary no matter what field you're in. So yeah. cold emailing, presentation skills, those sorts of things. Um, so that when you, you leave us, maybe you don't have the, the technical skills like knowing all of the coding languages out right. there or you know exactly <laughs> how the financial markets work. But when you step into a, a role, you have those fundamental skills of communication, problem solving. Um, you have a network of supporters, both your peers and, and mentors, um, that mean that you can take on those challenges. You can learn um, to approach those problems successfully, to um, you know, learn that coding language while you're at the, the internship so that you can be a productive member of your team, um, but maybe have a, a leg up from other you know, interns who didn't have an opportunity maybe to, to learn those fundamental professional skills. So amazing. Now, let me ask you too, for your program, do people, individuals, young professionals joining your program, do they have to be attending a college, university, going to school in order to be in your program? Or can it be, is it age specific? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so so right now we only um, have students who are, are actively attending an accredited institution. Um, okay. It doesn't have to be a four-year university. It can We have a number of community college students who have moved through the program. Awesome. Um, but, but basically, yeah, you have to be at a at a school. Um, okay. It's it's better for us to have um, student mentors yeah. so that we get to to learn and, and grow that way, um, and you know, logistically a, a bit easier. But, right. Right. <laughs> And another question too. So if a student wanted to sign up, um, you know, what's, what are some of the options? I mean, I know we're talking about, um, you know, different skills for these young professionals to learn, but I guess what, when we're talking about it, EWAB as a whole, are there, and the program, especially specifically the bridge program, um, what are students, what do they, what do they, what should they expect or what can they expect in a program? Yeah, so um, students who who join our, our program um, yeah. can expect to have a, a meeting a month. Um, so we have seven meetings throughout the academic year um, okay. and each meeting um, typically about an hour, but we have designed our curriculum so that um, it's very focused on discussions um, so that that's where the learning happens. You're not awesome. getting a lecture. Right. Like, this is how you send a, a cold email or right. this, this is exactly <laughs> how you set up your LinkedIn profile. Um, but you start off by watching a, a video, a session anchor, a professional internet work who has an interesting story to tell um, as it relates to whatever the goal for that session is. And okay. basically that sparks the conversation. Um, our primary mentor, our more senior undergraduate student, then leads a discussion with their, their mentees, trying to get them to think about how this session anchor has used the skill like cold emailing or networking in their life and how that might be able to, to relate to them. 
um, sort of following a thread from the anchor to the challenge of the day, which um, is them actually going out and using this skill. So if the, the goal for the session is to um, start networking, the challenge might be to conduct an informational interview. So go off, you send a cold email to somebody that you think is, is interesting and do an informational interview, take some notes on it, and then come back the next session, tell everybody how it went, what you learned, what you struggled with, and then you move on to the next session, anchor discussion and challenge. And the hope is that each session sort of builds on each other so that um, you're using things that you did in the last session in this session in order to, to help you succeed in that challenge. I mean, to me, that's very exciting because I find, you know, in the recruiting industry and talking to young professionals right outside, right out of college, a lot of them don't even know how to put a resume together or how to update their LinkedIn or how to network. I mean, especially, listen, I, I hate going back to this, but coming out of COVID, I mean, so many individuals kind of reverted and went introvert and, you know, the social anxiety is there or just going out and introducing yourself to somebody. So all of this support is, it's just phenomenal. And, you know, really kind of honing in on diversity, you know, it's so important to be able to walk the walk and talk the talk and support everybody. And I, I feel, I mean, this holds a, a big piece in my heart, especially and, and define talent, quite honestly, um, because, you know, it's something that is a pillar for who we are. Um, so to be able to see that this is what EWOB's doing out there, I mean, it just sounds so amazing. Um, would you be able to share one of your favorite success stories or positive outcomes you've seen while working with EWOB? Yes, absolutely. Um, my favorite is actually probably not what um, indicates the, the success you might expect. Um, so I, you know, I could talk about, you know, students doing really well in internships or um, cold emailing and getting an awesome interview on their own. Any number of those things, you know, says, yes, this mentorship program is definitely working. Um, but my favorite success story, I, a student told me a couple of years ago that um, after going through probably about half of our program, um, she went home to you know, visit her family um, mm -hmm. and she held her own in a political debate with her dad. Oh, and, you know, it, it just doesn't it doesn't sound like that is, you know, directly tied to the mentorship program or that it's a you know a huge success. But being able to talk to somebody about a, a difficult topic, yeah. um, somebody that you you look up to and maybe haven't been able to feel confident in that environment before to go home and say, you know, I have this newfound confidence from this program that I'm doing. I know I have this support. I know I can do this. And so I'm going to go and I, I'm just going to do it. I'm wow. going to have this conversation with my my dad. And, and she walked away. She came back and she was like, Sam, I did this thing. And I was so excited. And I, and I just love it. That's it, the, the program isn't, you know, specifically, yes, if you're a physicist, you should come here and you're going to, to get the, that, that next internship for sure. It's, mm -hmm. it's more fundamental than that. It's feeling this confidence and being able to go out and, and put it to work in any scenario. It must be so like the word that comes to me is empowering, you know, for these individuals. I mean, listen, politics and a dad, that's hard as it is, yeah. <laughs> but she, 
this individual must have just felt so empowered to be able to say, I'm me and this is what I believe in. And that is, I mean, there's nothing that could make up for that, I feel. You know, there's nothing that could replace that that feeling of empowerment for an individual. Yeah, that's exactly why I was so excited. I, I tell that story a lot because it, it you know, doesn't really sound exactly like the the success story you might expect from you but it I really feel that one and it has made me proud I mean years later I'm still like yes that was awesome I'm so glad that this is working <laughs> oh that's so amazing Sam and I'm so excited to really learn more about EWAB and everything that you guys are doing and you know be a part of supporting you all um so what would be your top five ways to develop young talent for our audience out there? Yeah, so there are, uh, and well, I actually should talk about why it's important to to develop young talent. Um, it, it's not only, you know, recruiting young talent and, yeah. and putting them in place, yeah. um, but you have to make sure that they aren't, you know, coming into your company and saying, okay, well, I'll be here for two years and then I'm leaving. Yes. We want to make sure that the, that young talent is, um thriving in your organization, bringing in new ideas and, and doing good work, but also staying on for a long enough time to be able to, to build on that work. And so these are some of the, the best ways, I think, for, for companies to um, make sure that that work is happening. Um, so Love first, uh, it may be a surprise, but my first tip is mentorship. Um, having, <laughs> having a mentorship program in place is going to be really impactful for that young talent. Having somebody who is more senior in the organization, be able to um, talk to the this new person and say, okay, this is how things in this organization works. Um, this is how you know, you're know you supposed to do things in this role. Um, not only because they're young and so they may not have a lot of experience, but I mean, any person coming into a new organization is going to have to learn the ins and outs of that yeah. specific company. Um, and so having a mentor can be incredibly impactful. Um, my second tip is peer-to-peer -peer learning. Mm. So putting together a group of young professionals to learn from each other, um, putting yes. together a group of interns. At one of the universities that I worked at, we had a young professional group run by young professionals for young professionals. Um, and so we do lunch and lunch and learns basically where yep. somebody in the group would present on a, a topic that they felt confident in or they thought other people could benefit from. And then you had a discussion so that you had a strong network of folks at the company that you relate to um, and that you can learn from. And so that will help not only for these um, young folks to learn and, and develop their skills, but also mm -hmm. to feel really connected to Amazing. the organization. Amazing. Um, my third tip is sort of two parts, basically creating a culture of allowing for failure. Um, you, you're going to, I mean, everybody learns the most from when they fall flat on their face. Yeah. Um, that, that is where the, the best um, and the most learning happens. And for young professionals just starting out, it can be very difficult to allow yourself to fail um, because you're not sure how that's going to be taken. And yeah. so upfront allowing for that failure will allow them to actually learn. Um, and then the, the second part of that is providing effective feedback. So it's not enough to just say, that's okay. You can, you know, send a poor email and that, you know, you'll be fine. Um, you have to allow them to make that mistake and then say, okay, this is how, this is the best way to go about it um, and, and provide them that good feedback so that they can grow. Um, the fourth one is creating space for creativity and ownership. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think oftentimes in companies, we 
see that young folks are just not taken quite as seriously, um, yeah. their ideas, um, or they're not given the responsibility of um, somebody that, you know, is maybe more senior in that organization, um, but allowing for them to present their new ideas um, and then running with them, at least for a, a certain amount of time, will teach them great skills in, in leadership and project management um, yeah. and bonus, you will probably get a great innovative, new innovative idea. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a student recently come to me who has, you know, went through the program and has been a mentor for the past couple of years. And she was like, you know, I've noticed this thing in the program that I think I can make better. Um, and she laid out the things that she thought, she, you know, would be good to change. And I said, okay, this is why we've made these decisions. Uh, this is why we run it this way. Um, this is what it went into it. But I love that you have a new idea. So why don't you take a small group and implement your changes and then let me know how it goes and so that we can see, okay, which one's going to be more effective. Um, so allowing her to voice that idea, yeah. um, explain why things are done the way that they are so that she can get that perspective yeah. and then allowing her to go out and, and actually make her own adjustments, see how it works. And the, you know, I haven't seen the results yet, but the, the hope is that I will either she will have learned why this thing works and she's been able to build those skills or I get some great adjustments for the program that are going to be effective in the future. Wow. So that can be, be used in, in really any context. Um, and then my last tip is to be consistent. So it's not enough to just say, okay, we're going to do a couple of lunch and learns because we've listened to this podcast and they say we should develop young right. talent. <laughs> you have to set things up so that you're being you're developing them over a, a long period of time. They yeah. should have consistent access to development resources, to mentors, to their peers so that they can learn. Um, it isn't enough to just do it for their first year on that they're going to be young professionals for a while. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be lots of things that they can learn. So um, if you're going to implement something, be consistent about it and and dedicate yourself to it. Um, not only will it be helpful for your your young professionals, but it will also mean that you aren't wasting resources. You won't see a return on any sort of time or financial investment if you only do it a couple of times. But if you're yeah. consistent about it, you're going to see great progress in your young professionals and you're going to see them stay on, um, which is you know, exactly what you want organizations to do is to retain good talent. Right. That's that's phenomenal. And it's almost like, you know, it's that cultivation and and growth that, Sure, maybe you start with a group, but to for consistency, allowing that to grow with your business, it's only going to make your business stronger with exactly. the types of employees that you have because you're starting at the roots, yes. right? And you're you're forming that. Um, I keep wanting to go back to like gardening and planting a seed, but <laughs> it you know you get the idea there that that's what you want to be doing with the young professionals that are coming in because. They're going to, you want that long lasting relationship. You want that long lasting employee to be there to not only grow for themselves, but to help that company. And I absolutely love that idea. I think, you know, it's a lot of businesses will say that, you know, there's no time for it or, but you know what, ask a young professional to set it up and there's, you know, then you're getting two for one right there and you're giving, um, a seed to a young professional to figure it out and, and bring that forward and pay it forward. So exactly. oh, Sam, this is unbelievable. I am, I'm so happy 
that we were able to sit and speak with you today and learn so much about EWAB and everything that you're doing for these young professionals. It's phenomenal. Um, and so happy to have you on today. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, I hope that everybody had a chance to, to learn something and um, we'll certainly go and check out EWAB. <laughs> Yay, awesome. Um, all right, well, and then there are some things coming up too um, in 2024. So we'll make sure um, to post everything about EWAB when we post up our podcast and hopefully we can get some more following for things to come in 2024. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, great. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. We are Define Talent, a Define Logic service coming to you at top five. Make it a great day.